Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, Shanji Hibero. You've been to Australia a couple of times, right? I was debating if it's my third or fourth time. I think it's my third time. Because I, I did a seminar with you, uh, I think in 2012, mm-hmm. uh, down in Geelong. Mm-hmm. It was right down. D- Daniel Cherubin. He Cherubin, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he actually fought Hodger as a blue belt uh-huh. back in like 98 or oh, whenever. Uh-huh. He got silver to Hodger uh-huh, in yeah. the Brasileiro one uh-huh, time. Uh-huh, yeah. But he was under Peter DeBean. Peter DeBean, But yeah. I remember you coming down and you did the seminar. I think you maybe you wanted to surf as well, but... Mm. The, the surfing's not so good down there. Uh, uh. Like the, it's am- amazing, but it's cold as hell. Yeah. But uh, you you showed a technique. Um, you were saying it's like invisible jujitsu. You were talking mm. about side control and controlling the hip mm-hmm. with the elbow mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. keeping. You. I still use that. Yeah. I still teach that. There's more to it too. Yeah, oh, of course. It of has course. evolved. But you had an amazing analogy. You were talking mm. about like you take a guy down, you pass this guy. It's like. You walk in the front door of a guy's house. Yeah, I, you just, I, I do that too. You go to the couch, yeah. you eat his food, you go to the fridge, you eat his food, you take a dump in his toilet, and then you get into bed, you know? And you're talking about mounting and yeah, cross-choking yeah. somebody. Well, well, and it's because like when I, like, like the thing like when, once Jiu-Jitsu became very sporty, the combat aspect like went away. Right. Meaning protect your face at all times. Right. Right, so for me it's pretty simple. Like my face is my bedroom, and my and my and my, my mouth and my nose is my wife. Right, so right. if you get close to that, you you steal that from me. So I just when I teach seminars, like I used to say, people is a comedy show more than more than a yeah, seminar. Yeah. You know, because like a lot of times people are very like serious or like you know like oh, you know like oh my god, you know. So like when you kind of break the ice a little bit, people feel more relaxed and, no, they, t- was- and they tend to learn a little faster. So when I make a knowledge like that, it's more like, guys, have more proud about it. Don't let people get close to you. So it's like, you know, if you, if you let that happen, it's just like, you know, they're, they're stealing your food from your fridge. You know? and, and then I was even one guy say, are you telling people to go to people's houses and steal their girlfriends? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's just an analogy. Yes. Actually, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> if your jiu-jitsu is good enough, you can't. But um, you went, Joey, because a lot of people don't know this, you actually went and trained in San Diego with Shanji. Yeah, I did. Do you, do you remember, you wouldn't remember, it, when you were saying about how you didn't get into a nightclub as world champion because uh, they're like, what's this game you play? Cause like mm, they didn't recognize you. Mm, I met you at a sushi bar in San Diego. Mm, yeah. A friend of mine said, hey, I'm friend, it's someone's birthday. Come along. There's some Brazilian crew there. I was like, cool. I was just traveling in San Diego. Mm. Never heard of jiu-jitsu in my life. I sit down at a table and you and your brother are sitting opposite me. We're sitting uh-huh. in the booth. And, uh-huh. I'm, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? And you, and you guys are like, hey, what's going on? And uh, we got chatting. And he goes, like, oh, what are you doing here? And I think oh, I'm, I'm backpacking, you know. I'm like, what do you guys do? And all I remember is I think your brother led the conversation. But he's like, oh, my name is Salo. His name is Shanji. I'm a multi, you know, six-time world champion. He's a you know, six-time world champion jiu-jitsu. And I was like, huh, cool. It meant nothing to me, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, you know, I just, I couldn't. Uh, it was no context for me. Mm-hmm. And anyway, that was that, was that night. I would finish my travels years later, start mm. training jiu-jitsu, earn my blue belt, and then mm. I realized, <laughs> holy fucking shit, man. I, I sat down and had sushi with these two guys. <laughs> and I just, I had no idea who they were at the time. Like, and, it, and it hit me like a, like a fucking truck, you know, just the, just the uniqueness of that, of that mm. situation. And now I could finally, 
start to appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, who you guys were. So anyway, I got back in touch and that was when I was returning to America for, for a friend's wedding. But that was when we'd catch up and I, mm. I remember coming to train at your gym yeah. in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yeah. 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 And, you know, you were great. You were like, yeah, man, come through. You, you know, yeah. spend the day with me. I remember meeting your family. and Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, well, like I said, that's what jiu-jitsu is about, man. You know what I mean? Like I said, if I, if whatever those medals count for anything, I think just count, like, get people, like, close to you. Mm. Or far. <laughs> <laughs> for, that, for that sense. You know what I mean? Like I said, the community of jiu-jitsu, um, it's just like... When ego and politics come in the way, that's when I think everything gets ruined, you know, like like people bashing people's tournaments and, oh, don't support this, don't support that. I think you need to support what's professional, right? Like, it's not like the person itself, let's say, you know, like understanding if a tournament is just a money grab tournament, tournament and things like that. You know, it's just it's just bad for us because I tell people the competition is not is not your gym. The competition is the media is the unhealthy lifestyle, is the pub, you know, is the, the iPad for kids, is soccer, is it's horse, like, you know what I mean? Is everything else, it's not the other gym, you know what I mean? That's what people don't understand. And jiu-jitsu, it's, it's literally scratching the surface. If people talk about jiu-jitsu as might they talk about karate, I think people would have less problems <laughs> because the whole world knows karate, but not the wor- whole world knows jiu-jitsu really. But and, would you say that's yeah. changing? It is changing. Because jiu-jitsu, I think, this is just my take on it, and obviously mm-hmm. you're in it, right? So mm-hmm. you know better than me. But from I at know least my vision, I'm better. But no, okay. <laughs> but from my perspective, having watched the growth of the UFC and the growth of MMA, mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu appears to have grown mm-hmm. off the back of that because mm-hmm. people try MMA and then mm-hmm. they get punched in the face and they go, no, oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And they go, oof, I do like to grapple. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, and, and then you get that closeness in the training and mm-hmm. I, I've seen just at least I've been training 15 years, you know, I started 2008, it, in, even in the very limited time compared to your time, like mm-hmm. it seems to have grown a lot and even being mm-hmm. at the last ADCC, mm-hmm. seeing the event like that, mm-hmm. the impression it's given me is that this is becoming more and more worldwide and more and more people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. What is your What is your take on it? Uh you know, like Valid would say, talk bad, talk good, talk about me, right? Um, <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Um, Such a beast. I could go and like complain about the way it's going because everyone just sees the sports side of it. Sure. You know, like let's just do what the fuck we want. There's no hierarchy. There's no martial artists on it, right? There's no there's no martial in it, right? Right. Uh, that's my only thing, right? And now you get like, what is jujitsu, like? Like I tell, I, I tease Gordon, I say, you do luta livre, bro. You do luta livre. So I should say, <laughs> Gordon loves luta livre. Because that's how I grow up. That's what, that's always what no gi will mean to me. Yes. Like, now I kind of like, okay, it's jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. Like, I can't just sure. go there, right? So um, I think, like, when when you go to a gym, let's just put it this way, right? Because I'm going to differentiate between a gym and a school. Sure. It's a gym. You go there. You put your booty shorts on. There's no whatever. You talk the way you want. Like, there's no there's no structure. No right? code. No code. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I think that's the only thing I can say. Like, oh, let's just put some mats down and teach. And now there's a guy that has zero preparation. And now you have cases of pedophilia and cases of, like, Abuse. teachers, uh, you know, dating students' moms and cheating on their own students and things like that, right? So now you give power to to a lot of people that are unprepared to have that type of power because jiu-jitsu um, 
is a cult. Like it is something that really, really goes deep into your existence as a human being. You trust the person with your life. Like some guys will trust their wives with you, meaning like you're putting yourself, now I'm just going to talk what's the reality. Like you put yourself in positions that are like very sexual or or like the, the closeness that like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it demands a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some people are not prepared for that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see a lot of people, like, when, especially with women, like, they're nice to you. Oh, she likes me. Like, no, you're, you're her teacher. Like, she's going to hold you in this position, and she's going to be submissive to that because she trusts you, right? And I think that's where only the downside of it is just giving power for unprepared people. And there's no control over that, like, how many how many times have you ever heard like who the fucking guy gave that black belt, black belt to that dude? Yeah. Like it starts like this. Oh, who gave you a black belt? Uh, if you take more than three seconds to answer me who gave you a black belt, it's a confusing story. Yes. Right? And, and that's the only downside because it waters down what it, it really the what is really the, the goal of jiu-jitsu is just to build a bunch of sport meatheads or is to build better people. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think we should always start with let's get people better. And then we turn them into fucking savages. You know what I mean? Because now they're going to be respectful savages. You know, they're going to be the handle lectors, right? <laughs> not the, you know, not the guy that just stomped their heads in the wall, right? right? And then we have teachers that keep these people around because they win tournaments for them. You know what I mean? Right. And they turn us into that robot. It doesn't matter. Like, I hear so many stories that I'm like, that would not go well around me. That yes. person will be out of the out of the fucking like door in like a minute. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's that's what we're doing. We get people better. It's not better at jujitsu, it's just better being people. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then you get, you know, the whole way that is happening right now with social media where everyone has a voice. Right. And then um, you know, they wanna promote the fights, but then turns into something that's beyond that I understand. Like, um, that, like, good thing that everybody respects me, but if I, if I would be in a fight and people would say certain things that people say, like I said, we, we would just scrap. Like, yes. there's no more grappling. Like If uh, if Gordon slapped you, and uh, you wouldn't? That would never happen. <laughs> uh, like, Gordon, for example, Gordon is a very interesting situation because with me, for example, because, you know, I know him, like, I, I'm always like this. Like, I remember, like, even Keenan Cornelius coming in as a, as a purple belt. Like, hey, man, you're so good. And he's like, oh, fuck, Sean, just talk to me. Because I observe. Yes. I know, oh, like, when I see, like, a good purple belt, and, and I know how important that is for, for those kids. You know what I mean? Because I was in that position to be just like a... I remember when I was a, 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 a orange belt and Carlos Grace, he was, was alive at the time. He touched my shoulder and smiled at me. That's all he did. Mm-hmm. He walked down and uh, I was... That's one of the most sad things in my life because they closed the thing. They didn't let me get into the, to the gymnasium because I was waiting. I was like with the guy that was going to fight for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And Carlos was talking about the thing. So Carlos walks out and I'm like this, right? I'm looking at him like, oh, wow, is Carlos crazy? You know, he touched my shoulder and he smiled at me. And that means the world for me. Mm. And then in the same day, I was in the, the whatever, the, 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 the barrier oh, here. Okay. And I'm, I was like, just, no, no, like, I was just like watching. And Hazel Gracie was there. Right. You know, and he's like, hey, I'm like, hi. Like, wow, it's Hazel Gracie. So are you from Manaus? I'm like, yeah, I'm from Manaus. Oh, wow. I, I love Manaus. And, and just having a conversation with me. And I'm a, 
12 year old kid you know and then i went to grace omaita and and hoyler like hey do you want to stay and help me with my private lesson i'm like yeah i want to so i be in that position like and then when i went to rio as a 16 year old boy uh you know sal knew all those guys five girls like wow my brother's cool like you know he knows all those guys and they're all like yeah. shaking my hand so i know how how meaningful that can be for someone right And, you know, when I saw the meows coming up and, and Keenan and Gordon and stuff like that, like, I don't know what they're going to turn themselves to be. But I'm like, hey, man, hey, you're a really good kid. He's like, oh, I think it's her. Like, like, at least with me, he was always being very like, yes, sir, no, sir. Like, he's always been that way because, you know, of course, we fought once. And, um, you know, even when he teases Victor, he's, he's very mild on that. Um, you know what I mean? And we had a couple private moments that we had conversations. So he's really good. Do I think he overdo it? A little bit. You know what I mean? But, like, is that good? Yes. And then not good? No. So I, I'll take the good. Yes. Right? And I try to minimize the bad. Wh why is it good? Right? Because he's a guy that's making a lot of money. He's drawing a lot of attention. Good attention, bad attention. It is attention. So, and it comes to the whole idea of jiu-jitsu, right? So there's a lot of people, like, that don't know UFC, but they don't know Conor McGregor. Mm. Right. So... In a way or another, that persona will bring $65 to a pay-per-view yes. that will help pay the Brazilian guy that's starting his journey that's right. in the UFC, right? Uh, in the case of Gordon, right? Like maybe Flow Grab will pay more money. Maybe more sponsors are going to show up. You know what I mean? So like a guy that will never know about jiu-jitsu, now they know about jiu-jitsu and they walk in front of my building oh there's jiu-jitsu they're there right. let me walk over there where is the game so the same way that I built the sport what it is today he's building a promotion side of it mm. you know or, or now Merigali does kind of the same thing Vitor does you know his own style to promote themselves so that's how people are going to know about jiu-jitsu yes. so I rather like I only need a hundred people I don't yeah. need everybody right So where my school is, uh, I think they're open. I think New Wave is actually going to be like two minutes north of me. Like literally you get off, two stop signs is my school. Right. Uh, and then you get off my school, you turn out left, there's another school. Right. So literally in, in five minutes you can go to the three, you know, of course New Wave is going to be huge. The three biggest school in Austin. Yes. Like Jiu-Jitsu school. One is a no-gi and my school is gi and then the other one is gi. Like... Now let's say because Gordon's the way he is, he attracts a thousand people. Yes. Well, some people are going to be like, well, maybe it's not enough for me. Yes. Because you may love the person, but once you're in the environment, like, oh, maybe it's not enough for me. Not cool. They walk down the road. Now oh, here's my school. Oh, let me just check this guy out. Oh, I love what this guy is doing. Here. Sure. I'm still going to be a fan of Gordon because I'm a fan of Gordon. Yeah. I like the same when I'm a fan of Roger. You know what I yes, mean? Like, oh, it's cool. I want to do this thing here. Uh, this is too expensive. I'm like, bro, there's a school over there. And then he goes to another school and then he signs the other school. So, and like I said, I'd rather take the good than the bad. Because if I talk about the bad, I'm just going to bring more bad. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And the only thing I can do that COVID help us, I can only take care of six feet around me. Mm. I cannot go beyond that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I go beyond that, I'm, I'm losing the care of my own home. Yes. You know, um, like I said, um, The people that like that style, they're not going to stay with me. Yes. Because I'm not for them and they're not for me. Mm. It's, it's just simple like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, um, that's the only downside. 
you know, giving power to people that are not ready for that. And maybe building jiu-jitsu gyms that have no structures ever. You know what I mean? Like, like people criticize a lot of things. Like, I think being fun is okay. You know what I mean? But it has to be fun with structure. My school, like I said, like, like when my sims are coming to show. Mm. Like, sometimes even when I teach, I'll cuss a little bit. I'll say like a little, like, it's more like, it's, I don't cuss because, like, I'm cussing just to create a little, like, oh, shit. You know, like, well, okay, don't, don't let this fucking happen. Don't let them steal your wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just to create that, right? Um, and also, we're in a world that everyone's so sensitive. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I tell you guys, if you're not getting my jokes, like, it's okay. I'll give you money back. You'll leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? I give people freedom to, to have their choices, you know? And that's what it is, you know? And then, like I said, I do my job, and I have a great group of people. They're savages, but they're good humans. Yeah. Because if you're not a good human, you're going to walk out the door. On that piece you mentioned about the the sport jiu-jitsu versus the martial arts mm-hmm. and the sport obviously being sort of the prevailing thing that's popular now. Mm-hmm. Could you sort of – could you clarify in your from your opinion what an academy does or could do that would make it more of a martial arts approach? Structure, um, you know, that's the number one thing. If your school does not have – because, like I said um, – Common sense. Let's let's just talk in general. Oh, Joy has common sense. Common sense on what? Right? I have, oh, I thought the person was going to have common sense. I thought the person was going to know they have to take the shoes off because that's what we expect humans to do. No, you don't. Some people are not raised that way. So the number one thing is having structure, okay? Like in my school, you put your gi over there, they're sent away, you walk over here, you shut your mouth, wait your time, so they understand hierarchy, Right? Okay, go go celebrate. Like like when people talk about bowing, like just example, oh why why bowing? I'm like bowing, I'm honoring you. Like when I bow to you, I'm not being less than you. I'm actually like, hey, this is the energy that we're gonna share with each other. So so for me that's what bow means. Like even like a namaste, you know, and like the, the, the energy that, that follows me goes through you, right? And for me, that's what it means. And people, oh, okay, it doesn't make sense. I say, that's why I bow. Like, it's not, it's not submissive. It's an honor between you and I. Nowadays, it's fist bump, right? Uh, and things like that. So I think you start with structure because no one has a structure. Like, you know what I mean? That's how you tie your belt. Well, you're in a white belt. That's your uniform. That's how you proper do things. That's how you properly do things. Is having a procedure of organization. Right there is a white... It's a way to divide who likes that or not. Because look at kids nowadays. Mom, I want this. Here, Mom, I want that. No, you don't. You've got to earn it. You know what I mean? So it creates a little system where like, all right, now I, I have to belong. I have to be disciplined within a structure where there is a teacher, there's high ranks, there's people that are there before me. But everyone is nice, you know, just to start. And, and it's still an educational system. Right? You know what I mean? That's why, why do I bow? I say, well, bro, your face is going to be on those mats and you're going to eat those mats every day. Don't you think they deserve respect? Well, actually, don't you think you deserve respect? Oh, yeah. So that's why you bow. You know what I mean? So, and then, jiu-jitsu is still a combat sport. Right? It's still combat. You still need to teach people that some motherfucker are going to come in the street and try to punch you. You know, and now we bring the idea, like, for example, with Andre Galvão and, and, and Gordon, for example. Like, for me, it's not that Andre does not know, but his emotional state of combativeness 
through jiu-jitsu was diminished because he teaches most of the sport. So for him, he shoved Gordon and he dropped his hand. You touch a man, it's over. Like you gave him the hand like, all right, you shove me, what's after shoving? Is another shove, Strike. smack, what it is, right? So, and, and that's what it is. And I, I tell my guy, that's why when I talk about the diamond concept and keep your hands up, it's what it is. Like it's a guy, I love you, you're a good looking fellow, but if your face comes into six inch of mine, I would not let that happen. But because jiu-jitsu is so fun, I look for your sleeve, I look for the underhook, but your face is exposed, right? So I rather girl go from a combat perspective where now you understand the structure, you understand there's a philosophy behind the six blades, you know? Those are the things that, those are the principles that you have to agree upon, that we agree upon. I'm not forcing you to agree. Like, there's right there. So, because there's no common sense. Again, this is where your shoe goes. So now what's going to happen when you get home? Well, I'm going to put my shoes right here because now I don't want to, I don't want to use my shoes in my room because I want to keep my room clean. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to speak to someone looking in their eyes. And they'll be, what's up, buddy? Like, when people hold your hand soft, oh, fuck, I hate that. (laughs) You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what the... F- man, show your self-respect. That's what people don't understand. It's about self-discipline and self-respect. Above and beyond is, is, is your posture as a man. It's your posture as a woman. You know what I mean? If you want to do OnlyFans, that doesn't make you less of a woman. It's just an opportunity that you have to do your job. It is what it is. Yeah. But I know OnlyFans girls, they're way more stand-up than those ones that are like, I'm so proper. You know what I mean? But they have no discipline in anything. So I think that's what diminishes. And then, and then, for example, like, I have a system that I follow, right? Because those are the things that I want. These are not going to make you win championships, but it's going to teach you jiu-jitsu, right? Because winning a championship is different, right? For example, the mindset of, like, the number one mindset of jiu-jitsu is, like, I don't die. A side control is nothing. It's just you on the top of me. Can you strike me? No. Can you finish me? So it means nothing. In a war, it still means nothing. You can pass my guard 10 times, but if I finish you, it's over. So that's the mentality. But in a sport mentality, if I pass your guard 10 times, I'm way better than you because I score 55 points on you, like, like what Salo said. So, well, so fucking what? You score 26 points, but you just show me you can't finish anybody. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I was like, oh, wow, because if this is an actual war, it means nothing. So it takes away a little bit of that, right? So, like, the mindset... It has to be just changed within, like, let me understand the combat aspect that I'm, I create awareness, I create respect, I create structure. And then I go there and teach you, like, a brimbolo, a lapel, so now I'm going to teach you how to win. So people in, mar- in this sport is, 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 of course, is just teaching people how to win. Maybe it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get you better at jiu-jitsu. That's why you see guys, how many guys... High level, black belt, champions. They get caught in one bad position and it seems like they're freaking white belts in defending. Can happen. It starts from there. Yeah. And that's fundamental. Like, can you survive under a position? Like, at least take, like, make the guy, you know, on top. Like, I can't say names, but every time I see someone underneath a guard, I'm like, it's a white belt. They have no clue how to defend themselves in a position of inferiority. But once they're in superiority, they're great. You know what I mean? And that's why when I 
when I observed like Gordon Roger, because for me, they're big examples of efficiency. It's like they don't do anything sporty. They're like, once they're into your house, it's, it's very simple. It does not much. Like once you get close quarters, there's nothing much. But now the sport has all this world of here that like everything happens, all these different guards. How many guards there are in Jiu-Jitsu nowadays? But there's only one side control. There's only one half guard. There's only one mount. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it has to start. And the reason why I think I, my career was so long because I can't survive anything. And all my losses were like a little fucked up sweep or lack of attention. Someone advantage. take me down. Yeah. Advantage, you know what I mean? Like um, even when I, uh, I beat Galvão six times before he beat me, all the times he beat me, he beat by like he was a better winner than me. I didn't, you know, he didn't murder me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was never, I can say that I was never murdered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you look at even Rodolfo as a brown belt, people like mount him and choke him. Like, it never happened to me. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is someone to like make me feel useless. And I try to bring that to my students. And I think that's the martial side because, you know, I would not lose. I would not die. You know what I mean? As long as it takes, I'm going to be there. And I think that's the eye that people, that fight guys like, you know, Gordon and, and Hoger. That's why Hoger made everyone look like white belts. Yeah. The only guy that didn't look like a white belt with him was me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone else, once he got in the top position, was over. You know? But you are, you are a very athletic guy. You know, you're a strong, fit guy. I just did jiu-jitsu, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm retired, now I'm fitness. No, no. Now I'm Got a few push-ups, a couple sit-ups. <laughs> I, I, I actually I'll, work I'll out you. more. I work. you do a kettlebell swing, bro. Well, I love... Well, kettlebell swings is the love of my life. Sure. Kettlebells are amazing. The first time I, I did you, kettlebell... You, tra you trained with Steve at one The point, first right? time I touched a kettlebell was 1999. Wow. So whatever you guys are doing now, just being there. Like Steve <laughs> Max will say, go do kettlebells and take a cold water in the morning. I'm like, Steve, it's minus five degrees. <laughs> it's good for you. I'm like, why? Because there's all these reptile things. I'm like, okay, sounds crazy, but all right, you're the coach. I'll do it. Fuck but me I mean, just as a general question, at least from our perspective, because we have a lot of people listening to this uh, probably earlier in the jiu-jitsu journey. We have many people listening mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. Some of them might be huge fans of yours and then some mm -hmm. maybe are very new and never heard mm -hmm. of you. But that said, people all want to know about longevity. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I can say, at least having been a fan of yours for a long time but also doing research for this conversation, mm -hmm. your career is so long, brother. Like, mm -hmm. and here you are in front of us, you're not hobbled. You know, you look strong, you look fit, you look healthy. I look out. <laughs> but I can't say that about a lot of jiu-jitsu competitors. Like, mm -hmm. like full respect, mm -hmm. Leandro Lowe, one of my heroes. When I first met him, 2012, I think, 2014, he was limping and mm -hmm. he didn't look healthy, you uh, know? Uh, uh. Same with meows. When I met the meows, I was like, oh, they look kind of crippled a bit in, uh, their, uh, uh. in their bodies. Your physical longevity, your career longevity mm -hmm. as an athlete, you know, we saw you compete last year mm -hmm. at the ADCC. I don't know many other athletes had your kind of longevity. Mm -hmm. Can you attribute that to any kind of a training or uh, anything specific, any habits you have that other um, people could learn about? 
I think the first thing that I that I, for example, with Saulo was like the recovery. Yep. So that's ours has been my Saulo like like you remember like uh, the first worlds, the week before everyone's training and Saulo's not training. I'm like, why well, you're not training? I say, I'm recovering. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I just thought I had to train as hard as I can, right? So the first thing I learned was as hard as I can doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Right, that was the first thing. Right, I said, okay, let me try that. So I didn't. I trained so hard, and I didn't train for a week. And then that's when I started to learn about Alexander Karolin, you know, the, the Russian guy. And the Russians are very ahead of the game for a while, right, uh, I think, and as far as, like, the way to train. And, and if you see Russians, they're not really, like, fit-looking. They're just strong, like Fedor, like how Fedor can be, like, a little chubby guy and fight for that whatever. And... Caroline did the same thing. I say, and I saw, I say, oh, Caroline doesn't train for two weeks. I said, why? Because your body is recovering from all the beat up that you had. You're not gaining anything as far as long as that you, you're more losing. The only good side of doing that is your mind needs it, right? And then you have to balance between what your mind, what kind of mind tricks are taking you, right? So you have to, like, okay, I'm resting. I know this is good for me and I'm going to accept it and I'm going to live with it, right? So, um, I think two things that I have always had is the idea of recovering my body and, and reading the signs, even though I got hurt a lot. You know, I have a lot of injuries, but I never had a surgery. The only surgery I had was my wrist, and I found out it was because I fell from a horse. Oh. And because I fell from a horse, my bone didn't grow as much, and I had like half a centimeter where my una is lower, and therefore my, my little joints has always been out of structure, and then one day just snapped it after oh, 20 wow. years. So that's the only reason I had a surgery. Um, so the first thing was the recovery thing, you know, I was like, and then Steve was super smart. Like I remember like we're doing a, like a kettlebell workout and I finished and I felt like, Oh, I can do more. So no, that's okay. Because you always think like harder, stronger, faster. And I'm like, no, do you feel good? I'm like, I feel great. That's what I want you to feel. Now you go in jujitsu. Now you go and kill yourself in jujitsu. I was like, wow, that's a good way to approach it. And then I started to study about it. Right. Okay. What's behind it? Like, like, the worst thing I can, this is good for jiu-jitsu. Like, there was this one guy, I hope he never hears this. Like, I remember he was telling, um, he was doing a TV show, the BJJ Stars, and he said, this is the conditioning for a guard player. I was like, it makes no sense. What happened to the guard players on top, right? So my first thing, my first thought as when I start to, like, be exposed to conditioning is, like, I just want to be a better athlete. Right? I want to be pliable. I want to be flexible. That's why I love kettlebells because it's just like jiu-jitsu. It's like we stand that load for a long time and what the fact that makes your brain. Am I quitting? Like if you do like a long cycle, Ugh. by the third minute you're like, I don't want to be here. Brutal. Right? I don't want to be here. I cannot do this. Mm. It's the same as jiu-jitsu. Fuck, a horse is a mountain me. I want to get out of here. So I think the condition is to prepare your body for the load, your tendons. It's about conditioning your body to withstand the volume of things. And of course, within time, we gain exposure. and blah, blah, blah. But this is useless if you don't get a skill. Yes. You can be the strongest guy in the gym. If you, not, if you cannot pair that with your skill, you are going to get tired. You yes. are going to fail and you are going to suffer and you're going to be a little bitch underneath of someone. You're going to quit. It doesn't matter. So the second thing that I believed first was understanding 
the rest, the recovery. Like I said, in 1999, Steve Max was telling me to take cold showers. I'm like, this guy's nuts. You know what I mean? Now it's a thing. Now it's so funny. I, I feel, I just think it's funny, you know, like putting credit on me, but like everything that people do today, we'll be doing for years. Like yeah. kettlebells. Well, I've been doing kettlebells forever. Cold showers. Pff, go to Philadelphia, minus 15 degrees. And <laughs> yeah. Steve Maxwell, you know what I mean? Like, like the keto diet used to be called Atkins diet, yeah. you know, back in the day. And we did all that. You know what I mean? All that stuff, man. Like, it's all in there. Oh, you know, carbs before training. I'm like, no, it's fat before training. It all depends who you are. So it all depends. From, so there's always those things that, like, like, whatever works for him, it might not work for me. Yes. So that's the individuality. But there's one thing that works for both of us, skill. Yes. That has to be, oh, I pull 300 pounds on a deadlift, but fuck, look at your form. Like, you're actually not even helping yourself. Maybe your ego feels good, but the neurological system that your body now knows that you're strong mm. is not there. So I always believe in the neural, the neural pathways, right, or form. My body understands that that's how it goes, right? That's why everything I see in jiu-jitsu is like shapes and forms and diamonds, right? So anyway, then that's the first part, Right. How much physical load do you do? How much stuff like that? Like, like I said, I have never been a guy on the gym. Like everything, like most of my body composure is all from jujitsu. We do the pull-ups, push-ups, and things like that. And then, of course, I did kettlebells. But I was never a guy off-season going to the gym. Now I love going to the gym because now I'm 40 years old. There's nothing I can do, right? I'm old and bald. Mine just got fit. Well, be, if you say so I'm going to become a bodybuilder now but now it's easier because now it can add that to me because my body is already made different mm. I'm not going to lose my flexibility I'm still flexible I still move I, I'm not losing anything as long as I may be stiff from a deadlift in a in a squad workout but as long as my skill on the mat is still developing that so now I'm not going to lose I'm just gaining right because now my bodies are strong and my tendons are stronger now let's gonna go skill. Jiu-jitsu is a skill sport. Yes. Let's put it this way. Yes. It is a skill. If your skill does not match your conditioning, it's a fail. Because now you're gonna compensate skill with conditioning, and guess what? Now the third element, your emotions. Right? You can be in super good shape. If you don't believe in shape, you're not gonna be in shape. If you didn't rest well, you're going to get tired. You don't even know why you're tired, right? And then, and there's the skill. When Harger gets you inside control, you can, you can bench press 300 pounds. You're not going to take the guy away from you. Now you're going to think you're a failure. Now you're going to get tired. Now you're going to start to get mistakes, and then you lose, right? So now you have the emotional side of it. Then understanding that, like, okay, there's a skill that I have to match that capacity that I have created. Otherwise, it is useless, right? And understand that every day, especially this one, every day in the dojo is a skill battle, not an ego battle, right? Like, if you pass my guard, I'm going to go 95% trial to perform that skill at the highest level. And then, of course, if one day, Joey come in, show you today's competition practice, and then I'm going to fuck, I'm going to push you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then skill goes to shit. Right? If I have to take you off my side control, I have to perform that. I have to get you out of my side control. It doesn't matter, right? But again, I'm just training myself into, into like going to a different element out of the skill to get conditioned for that. A lot of people, like even when they 
they in really good shape in the gym, and now they want to do power with jiu-jitsu, they still get tired. More tired even. Yes. Right? And sometimes I put myself in that situation, like, I don't fuck. I'm going to push the fuck out of this guy, be totally unskilled, but I'm going to accomplish the goal. Right. And I'm going to do it 10 times. Because now when I go back into put skill, oh, it's easy, you know? So I always saw training as training, not competition, right? I'm not there to prove that I can tap you. I'm not there to prove that I'm the best guy in the gym. I'm there to prove that my skill is being honed the proper way. And that's why, um, you know, I got hurt a lot in competition, but not in academy. I think I got hurt in the gym like maybe twice. But I was like just something stupid. It wasn't even like was an accident, right? Oh, I see people, oh, I got hurt like so much. That's people that got hurt like five times in a year. It's yeah. like, how can you do that? Why? Because the tendons are so strong. The muscle is too strong and the tendon is, because jiu-jitsu is more of a tendon, elastic strength than actual pure strength. Right. You know what I mean? You need to be pliable. Yeah. You need to go into ranges that just using linear things doesn't work. Yep. So that's why I see guys, man, how oh, this guy's so strong, but he always get hurt. Because the tension that's created by his strong muscles doesn't match mm. what his tendons are capable of holding on. Yes. So, you know what I mean? That's why, like, you have to do full range of motions. You have to to do yoga, but not as, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to stretch after practice. No. Finish your training, let your body heal, take an hour later, and go stretch. Sure. I always tell my people, like, you try to do everything at the same time. For me, when I do jiu-jitsu, I warm up with jiu-jitsu and I rest after. Maybe I'll just like kind of like move around. I just my you don't do any kind of warm down or anything like that? Uh, breath work. Well, and then comes the breath work too. Sure. You know what I mean? Because the connection between your emotional state and your physical state is your breath. Right. So if you can't put that in harmony, you're always going to get fucked. Because now you have your heart, the pump of everything you work on, if it's not controlled, by either the, either the physicality of your breath work or the emotions, you're going to go to shit. It's way more complex, guys. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, 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 it, that's why it's beautiful because it's so complex and it's, it's a journey to discover that. Like, I can be um, literally, uh, I, you mentioned low. I was telling him we should do like a drunk jiu-jitsu weekend. So what do you mean? We get f- six guys in the house. We party for three days. And we fight the next day. He's like, I'm the champion. Like, yeah, no, he no, is no. the champion. <laughs> he is the champion. Because like I said, how would you explain that? Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, Sean, you never get tired. I'm like, because I've trained myself to control my emotion. Mm. You know, because if you don't control your emotions, now your heart beats faster. If your heart beats faster, now it sends a lot of blood to your muscles that your muscles are not ready to withstand that. And then creates like, you know, lactic acid, whatever that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Like I said, the longevity, like, I cannot, I can just say what worked for me, right? Again, understand that each skill is a skill. You're not going to be flexible after jiu-jitsu practice. Go to yoga. Go spend time in, in the living room with your girlfriend and just stretch and you know, play with each other. You know what I mean? And even build a sexy time after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? For go sure, for go sure. understand. Go go make love. You know, go sure. go go put that out there. You know what I mean? Go go experiment with things and, and breathe and, and meditate. You know what I mean? Understand what's going through your your state of emotions and, and, and that. And I think that helps you. But all of that goes to shit if you do not work your skill. Like be more precise about the question, even though I'm going all over. It's a skill battle. Learn and- your skill. And so for, for people out there who are white and blue belts and 
they're hearing this. Obviously, mm. you're one of the greatest of all time. You've had this really long career, all your achievements. You've been able to see it evolve mm-hmm. from when it was just in Brazil, now in the States, mm-hmm. now to where it is. Mm-hmm. If there was like a – if there was like a – even if you were giving your younger self some advice, mm-hmm. if there's – is there anything that you can say at least from a – not a physical perspective but maybe a mental perspective like how people are approaching their training – what, what do you think is – what would be your number one piece of advice to someone starting out, white belt, blue belt, to be able to stay in the game longer and have a better approach to jiu-jitsu? Um, like I said, you know, just, just seek knowledge, you know. Um, like I said, work on your skill. Don't rush things. There's nothing to be rushed about. Um, it's a journey, not a sprint, you know. Some days you, you're not going to be there and understand that. That's okay. It's okay to fail because there's, there's tomorrow, right? My greatest competitions on the week of the competition, I sucked. It's not because I sucked, because I was tired of being perfect. You know what I mean? My body just like, I want to miss jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? Just go to movies and eat the popcorn, you know, for one sec, for God's sake, you know? So um, I think I've done, like, I think if there's something that I would have done different is maybe enjoying, like, being an athlete, Meaning, like, going to the gym. And, like, like I said, I, I was never... I think, like, it's it's almost different, a little bit different now because I didn't experience that. We were not athletes in jiu-jitsu. We were fighters. There was no science. There was no... Like, you, you look at kids, like, look at Cole Abadi. You know what I mean? He has, like, nutrition. He has, like, psychologists. He's 17 years old. The kid is jacked. He has, like, conditioning coaches. He has, he has 10 coaches. Those are athletes. Um, I think... In, uh, I think the generation, I think maybe Horger was the last, uh, I think Horger, the world's, no, let me see. I'll just say that about 2012, I think that's when the water started to change from fighters to athletes. That's when like conditioning coaches and, 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 and psychologists and coaches, like coaching, whatever, like mental coaches and things like that, start to like show up and, and have the presence uh, within Jiu-Jitsu, like... Um, like I said, if I had to do something as far as like more of a skill level, I would have, you know, be in the gym a little more because I felt that um, sometimes I felt people a little stronger than me and then my skill had to really overcome that because my baseline of strength wasn't as great as they, are, they were. And that's why like the skill compensated a lot of my inability to be strong. You know, even though I was strong, because I was specifically strong, like, I'm not even the strongest guy in the gym at all. You know what I mean? Like, I have guys in my gym that, like, like Pika Pao, for example, young. Like, he bench presses fucking 350 pounds. I can't bench press even 180. You know what I mean? But if I'm the top of you, you're going to think I'm like, oh, my God, this is like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's of strength. Because my skill is so perfect that, that, that the relative strength becomes exponential. You know what I mean? I think I would, like I said, I would have gone to the gym a little more and be more of an athlete, right? So, um, like I said, if you want to be a just a jiu-jitsu person, just work your skill. Um, take the lifestyle of jiu-jitsu as, you know, it's okay to have a beer here and there. It's okay to eat a pizza. You know, it don't stress about things. Um, but also live a good lifestyle, you know, like we see today, obesity and, and lack of health, you know. So if you're just a person that goes to jiu-jitsu, 
well, I need to be flexible, I need to be stronger, I need to eat well. Those are things that I think anyone can benefit from. If you plan to be an athlete and then really seek, you know, seek pro professionals, right? Your jiu-jitsu coach is not a professional in everything. Like, you need people, like, if you need a conditioning coach, blah, blah, blah. But make sure um, whatever, whoever is working with you have a conversation with your jiu-jitsu coach because then I need to know what type of training I'll be doing that day so it doesn't depreciate what your work was done. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to the gym today and you want to hit your PRs, I'm not going to make you compete. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you do more drills, maybe more partial sparring. Maybe I'll, I'll spend more time doing mobility work for jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? So I think that's very important. You know what I mean? And going back to the, like, the jiu-jitsu thing you were talking about, like, black jiu-jitsu black belts think they know everything. You know, I'm a black belt. I'm a psychologist. I'm a conditioning coach. That doesn't happen. You know, unless... I can speak a little bit because I've been doing this for 25 years and I've worked with the best coaches in the world. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scientist. Like, I, I, I ask whys. I ask a lot of whys. I'm like, Steve, but why? But why? But why? But why? It's okay to be like, you know, a follower to like, hey, okay, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to do it. But I just, I have curiosity. So be curious, you know, because like I said, there will be the day that you have to look at your coach and say, man, I didn't sleep well. Oh, really? What happened? So, oh, man, you know, I, I had sex with my wife a little too strong last night and I don't feel well. Great, let's change your game. <laughs> and, like, and be able to have to do that. Uh, I remember one time, uh, uh, Steve, man, Steve is a genius, man, Steve Maxwell. Yeah. He's like, uh, I want you every day that you wake up, take a pulse. Some days I'll wake up, my pulse will be like 60. Some days I'll wake up, my pulse like 100. It's like, how much was it post today? I was like, oh, it's 100. Um, what happened? I said, well, I ate. Okay, you ate too, too late. Now you didn't recover. Because now, now the whole like sleeping thing, right? Everybody talks about sleeping, right? Um, sometimes my five-hour sleep is way better than any one tens hours because I had proper food. I didn't have a nightmare. And then he asked me, like, did you wake up during the, morning, during the night? I said, yeah. I said, man, don't drink water before. That's going to mess up your sleeping. So that's a lot of those conscious things. That's why those, those little things they do today, the whoops and stuff, they really help. Like, they really helpful. But also, you can just wake up and do your, your post, too. They'll help as well. Uh, of course, it depends if the alarm clock goes in like that. Now you start or now, now it's useless. But, uh, and then he asked me, like, hey, did you, did you, did you have a bad dream? I'm like, oh, I had a bad dream. Oh, that's why. Because if you had a bad dream, now your heart is, is racing. Elevated. And then you don't recover. So that's all of that, you know. So I think knowledge, it brings you the understanding of, like, having that communication with your team. You know I mean, hey, I feel this way, I feel that way. Because sometimes, like, um, and like I said, also my brother, also because my brother is, is a scientist like me, he curious about things, right? And he would look at me and like, what did you do last night? Oh, I had a fight with my girlfriend. Okay, let's just, let's just do partial sparring today. Let's keep it safe. You know, and some days, like, how do you feel? Like, I feel great. Say, so, okay, let's go. Time to go. Okay. Because it's performance. Yeah. It's, like I said, uh, it's almost like, the formula, it differs a lot. You know what I mean? Like, like Lou, for example, was a guy that said, Lou, what do you do after a training session? Like, when you go out, I say, I train until I puke. I was like, okay. And he trains with a bucket. And he would puke and go back. Because that's how he felt that he was the strongest. Yeah. Well, like I said, there's a downside of it. You know, his knees, his ankles, and things like that. And uh, I always asking him, like, uh, one of the last times we... Uh, 
got a cough. I said, bro, why do you always get tired right away? I said, I don't get tired. It's because I can't breathe through my nose. So that's why he's always like, <sighs> right away. You know what I mean? I said, wow, I didn't know that. I said, yeah, that's why I'm like that. But I say, and I, and I kind of like just did the whole like drunk jeet. So I mean, I act like I'm tired. I was like, ah, smart man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, so like I said, man, like it's so much. But the best thing is, like I said, your jiu-jitsu black belt coach does not know everything. He knows jiu-jitsu, you know. Um, and if he's not willing to learn, and then you should be looking for someone else. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I said, I don't know everything. Even in my business, you know what I mean? Like I have a vision. Again, because I've been in jiu-jitsu and there was no jiu-jitsu. First of all, I've been in jiu-jitsu when we were criminals. Yes. People don't understand that. We were criminals in Brazil. We were peach boys. You know what I mean? We we're, were just thugs. And then we go into, okay, and the UFC came in, now we're superstars. Right. And now there's no business, and now we learn how to do business, right? So, so there's knowledge within that, but I still look for professionals, Okay, yes. what are you good at? Are you good at that? So you're in that position. You're good at that? You're in that position. So I invest on that. You know, so I can be what I do best. Do jiu-jitsu, talk crazy stuff, <laughs> and have a vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need people to take the vision and put in positions, you know? Amazing. Yeah. And so, Joe, you had mentioned just before we had this chat that you had bumped into Sanji and Hodja and uh -huh. Dean Lister yeah. and at the... Can you uh, Mandalay Bay at the bar. Oh, Dark Prince and I were playing some blackjack. It was it was the end of day one ADCC right last year, uh -huh. and uh, and I'd actually thought on my way there I, I managed to get over there for a week to catch up with this guy and go to the event. But I was like, man, I wonder if I'm going to see Shanji. I was like, fuck, because we did this project together a long time ago, right? That never came, hasn't seen the light of day yet. And I was like, fuck, I gotta. I wonder how he's going to feel about that. Anyway, we're playing some blackjack at Saturday night, and I look up at the bar. And I'm like, holy shit, there he is. He's hanging out at the bar. And then I notice, oh, shit, there's Dean Lister and Hodger Gracie. Oh, there's your brother Solo. <laughs> and, what, and what, like, I mean, I was a little bit starstruck, right, of course. But it, it also struck me as just a unique time because you have these superstars of jiu-jitsu who are hanging out together as mates, having some drinks. It's a so, like they're friends, yeah. you know. And it doesn't strike me that the superstars of today – will likely be hanging around in a bar together, having drinks, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, mm -hmm. this weekend or five or ten years from now. I think that you guys were part of a really special era yeah. that we'll, I, I can't help but think we'll never see that again. Uh, yeah, that's actually, that's actually an interesting point of view. I never thought about that. Um, I don't know, because like I said, they're all athletes, you know. Like, like we, like I said, we're fighters, like, like – the whole like Jet Lee thing. I go kick ass and I drink a beer and I steal a woman, um, and that's what we did, man. Like you know, what I mean, there, there was no like, what are we gonna do? There's no nothing to do. There's no social media to to spend time on. There's no phones. Let's just hang out, and that's what we did, you know. Because like I said, we're fighters, and that's what, that's where we grow on. You know what I mean? I think today, and also today, like there's so many teams. There's so many things. I think people are so busy doing their own thing. You know what I mean? Like we're we weren't really busy doing many things. So we finished training, and also the 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 the, the industry was so small, right? Like it was just like a, a handful of people really. And now there's so much people. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing that like it's gonna be very hard to like 
like you don't get to see let me see people that yeah like they're all good boys like I just think like Tynan Mika Galvão I just try to like I'm just trying to see those guys like you know like Gordon like, Gordon like he does but a little I, party for example you're not gonna see Nicky Rod and Gordon hanging out at the bar just having a beer together. Well, not anymore because they don't like each other. <laughs> no, they, but they, that's, what beefing, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, well, it's different because that. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's also a Brazilian thing. I would say too. You okay. know what I mean? Let's let's kill each other, and hang out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's very interesting. Like, yeah, like, actually, like, I don't think I have an answer for that. But, but yeah, I don't think I don't think we're gonna see that as much. Like, even then, um, it was interesting because. Uh, after the DCC, there was a party, and it was like me, Pena, Bushesha, Hosher just being silly. And Get people, into it. And I, I, I can see the guy just looking at it. I was like, what, what are they talking about? What's going on? We're just talking the crappiest thing ever. You know what I mean? It was funny. That's a funny story. So, um is the funniest man. Like, that guy, man. I love him. So, we were we're the party and, and just the way like it was cool after the ACC but the way they put the tables there was like this 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 little jacuzzi thing so people we, were almost falling we, we were down we were down near the dance floor uh-huh. with the jacuzzi behind us yeah, yeah, yeah getting yeah. splashed <laughs> yeah and that was funny because that's a funny story so um someone gave me a drink right and it's me Bushish and Hajar right and I'm like with my drink and then I and I and there was a straw and I go like this to grab my drink right and Hajar like I was like, what the fuck, dude? They'll punch you in the face. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I said, no, we don't do straws. I was like, and then, Ho- then Bush is like, fucking bully. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, all right, look at this scene. Shanji, me, you, Inibitsa, or whatever he was talking about. Uh-huh. So this girl comes to me. Who's that bald guy? Where's that bald guy? And then I look around, and you'll be like this. <laughs> <laughs> now, picture Hosher Gracie for like 30 seconds looking at you like this. Dude, it was hilarious. <laughs> and the Bushesh is laughing, and we're laughing. And then, and I start to kind of look around because he's like literally like this with me. <laughs> and the people are just like, what are those guys laughing about? You know what I mean? I don't know. I just think it's cool. And, 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 and sometimes I think people even like don't get me because I go around all the time. Like I see Nicky Rod and I see Nicky Ryan. Um, you know what I mean? I'm like, hey man, like I, I always do the headlock, you know what I mean? Like, Fuck man, you know, I kiss them and stuff like that. I'm just a big goofball. And I can feel they're like, oh, what should I do? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Like I said, again, I can only give an example. I can only like talk and, and try to be who I am and and I'm not gonna change my energy or the way I do things just because someone that was, was super great. You know what I mean? I have fun. You know what I mean? And, and and I think that's what we're here for. We fight hard, we train hard, and we have fun hard. You know what I mean? Because if it's not there, then what it is anyway. You know what I mean? What, what, what example are we giving to the next generation? You know what I mean? That we're just going to train your feet and be assholes? No, it's okay to be human. You know, we can't lose that part. But yeah. I think that's a, that's a really great note to leave it on mm-hmm. and man amazing thank you so much for coming in thank you for having me we really appreciate you taking the time we are sure. so honored uh to have someone like you come and mm-hmm. be on the podcast and i know everyone listening is going to really appreciate mm-hmm. all your mm-hmm. insight but if people want to train with you shanji 
where can people find you to train under you? Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. Uh, I was there first, by the way. Um, <laughs> from the modern. Before it got there. too cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I always wanted to move to Austin. Like, I decided to move to Austin, like, a couple of years ago. Uh, there was nothing there. Uh, the reason, because I wanted to be in a central place. You know, California is kind of, like, on the coast, but, like, it's far from, like, New York or Central America. So, and then people can say, man, Austin is just like you. And then I went to Austin one time, and then, uh, you know, it's super green. I like food. I like coffee. And I like music. Mm-hmm. So there's everything there. You know, and, of course, um, you know, rent is a little cheaper and things like that. Um, the economy, you know, it's it's not like, like it, it, it became more of a place where people just go, comes and goes. But a lot of people are being stable there. There's a lot of, like, development happening. And then uh, when COVID hit, I was just stuck in San Diego. I'm like, I'll just move. And then when I move, I rent my place. I start to build the place. And then a week later, two weeks later, like, um, Joe Rogan announced he's going to Texas because he doesn't want to pay $30 million in Texas. <laughs> and then not too long ago, not, too, not a little bit after that, the Denver Squad announced they're going to Austin. And then two weeks later, they break off. And then yeah. B-Team comes in. And then actually, uh, there's a place called Roca. It's, a, it's an eyewear company. Uh, I was training there because the owner, uh, it's funny because the owner kind of approached me and was like, hey, you know, no, no, no. and then later on, Team Kennedy goes like, hey, you know, Gordon approached me, they wanted to train him. I'm like, I'm fine. So for for like a period of time before my school was open, me and and, and, and the Denner guys were sharing the same spot. Oh, yeah. interesting. So that was pretty cool, yeah. Um, you know, until like I had to tell them, hey, you got to clean the mats before I teach, bro. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super cool. Donahue, man, he's super cool. He's super chill. Like, you know, he, he's a man of like not too many words. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Austin, Texas, uh, Six Blades, Austin is uh, my school. If you want to come in, of course, Six Blades Jiu Jitsu. Just like you see there, six as the letter six, like the number, like the, the word is six, you know, Six Blades Jiu Jitsu, SixBlades.com, everything that. Has to do with six blades. Just, just type it there. You'll find me. I've called my Instagram. You know, Shandy Hebert, JJ. It's my Instagram. I don't, I don't do professional Instagrams. I just do whatever I want to that. So, I answer. Sometimes goes in that little thing that takes them a little bit of time to answer. But uh, I, I eventually I'll get into that. Uh, pretty simple. Um, six blades in about fifteen countries now. Uh, we have a six blades in Melbourne. Amazing. Uh, new affiliation. Uh, also another one in Perth. Um, you know, and of course, if people want to be part, uh, just come. And like I said, if our, you know, if our principles are aligned and you guys like what you guys see with the brand and, and the teachings, you know, everyone is welcome. Um, I don't take everybody, but of course, like, has to be something that's beneficial for everyone for sure. um, with the franchise and everything. So, uh, yeah, you know, the, 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 the work's just starting, you know. It's so beautiful that, like... There's always something that you excites you about. I still love teaching. Uh, also, if guys want to, you know, me to come and do seminars, I I love to do seminars. I love to come and and, and exchange with you too. Of course, I have my team, and um, you know, I've taught in pretty much every single school there. I've taught in Alliance School, Baja Schools, mm-hmm. Mat stu- Schools. I have no problem in teaching what I know. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, just pretty simple. You know, if you know how to say Shanji. It's fine. Well, X A and D, right? <laughs> Zone D. Uh, you know, like sixplaysjitsu.com, sixplays.com. That's the easiest part as far as like, you know, reaching out for the uh, for the for the training and stuff we'll, like that. We'll put links in the show notes yeah, to sure, all yeah. your contacts. So oh, thank you. Yeah. People want to contact you. Yeah, yeah. Of course you guys can can message you guys and then you guys can talk to me too. So uh, yeah, just uh 
I'm there, man. I love this. Um, you know, I'm 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 getting to a point in my life that seminars would be more something fun than extra job. No, I love my job, you know, but now it's be like, yeah, whatever. You know, I really like to uh when I do seminars, I always tell people, hey, just do it for your students. So I'm pretty easy as far as like, you know, the economic, the financial part of it. Uh as long as there are like twenty, twenty people, that's fine. Um uh, for me. Um I don't really like to do like two hundred people seminar. It's too much. You know, it's good for the mo- the pocket, but I don't it's not good for the people that are learning. Right. Um but yeah, pretty easy. You guys know how I am and uh I think like you know, talking to you guys, I kind of like show that like I could care less who you are. Just like teach you jujitsu, you know what I mean? Just be a good person. That's yeah. all. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I require. Don't just be a good person and and be open to learn and and have fun. That's a great message. And man, just want to acknowledge you for being a great person, as well as being one of the greatest champions of all time and building this culture mm-hmm. that we live now. So thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you a lot to us. Me and, uh, you know, can't wait to see what you guys are doing this. And actually, uh, uh, I've heard a lot of good things what you guys work and how you guys help the athletes and you help guys, you know, going to the ACC. So thank you for for collaborating for that. Uh, Like I said, you're going from a backpacker in San Diego to someone that, you know what I mean, help athletes and recovering them. So thank you guys for the collaboration for the the Australian jiu-jitsu community in general. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you.